Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stay Hot Besties. I'm your host, Emmy Drew, and I... Guys, glad you're here. I say it every week, but I'm glad you're here, and if you're joining us this week, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I don't know if you're filling up for it. You can go ahead and... uh, do that um okay let's just jump into the episode shall we so today is the halloween special so uh, yeah it is a good one I love that. okay let's just so give you a little rundown the agenda of the episode if you will i'm gonna start with everyone's favorites the hots and knots um i have a little story to tell and if you follow my instagram you have an idea of what it is, but story time. Then we're going to have Bestie on the Streets, a little challenge check-in from last week, um, a treat check-in, the movie bracket winner announcement, um, t- a Halloween costume chat, and of course, spooky stories. So stay tuned. Because I got content coming at you for days. Okay, let's get into it with the Hots and Knots. Should I have a Hots and Knots its own theme song? Okay, stay tuned for that. Okay, you guys, first hot is dressing up for Halloween. Like, it's the best part of Halloween. I'm not here for the super scary stuff and the haunted houses and whatnot. I'm here because I come up with bomb costumes. Like, that's why it's my favorite holiday. So, if you dress up for Halloween, you're great. If you don't dress up for Halloween because it's too much effort, yeah, I'm talking to you. We gotta pull ourselves together, okay? Okay. First hot of the week, people who dress up for Halloween. Okay, second hot, the Dan and Shay concert. You guys, I was like, I was a Dan and Shay fan, but I wasn't a fanatic. Um, yeah, not anymore. I am the biggest Dan and Shay fan right now. It's, it's ridiculous. So it's actually a funny story about this concert. It was the craziest night of my life. My dad got the tickets through his work. So he and my parents were going to be out of town. So they gave them to us. So he sends the tickets over to my sister's email. Why didn't he send it to my email as the oldest and more, most responsible? Don't know. However, so she gets the email with the tickets. And we're in Salt Lake at the Vimit Arena when she realizes that she used all of her data for the day and can't literally cannot access the tickets so we're like great cool love so so it my sister's data is controlled through this app called the circle and it's like a kid's internet safety app that my mom was really obsessed with and now she forgot the password and forgot all the limits that she set on their phones Anyway, so we are like, okay, well, let's try and hack into the Circle account. Like, I might know the password, and then we can get into the Circle account, and we can get the tickets. No, we don't know the password. So, we're like, well, let's hack into mom's email, 
and reset the password to the Circle account to give Allie's phone more time. Well, after many failed attempts, um, my sister Kate said, why don't we just sign in to Allie's email on your phone? And I said, Kate, you're a genius and I'm an idiot. So that was about 20 minutes that we were driving around trying to figure out. The concert started. The concert started at 7. We were there at 7. We figured out the tickets probably about 7.20. So we have the tickets now on my phone. My phone is about 10% at this point. That's an important detail. So we drive to the parking lot. And usually because it's through like my dad's work, there's a parking pass. Well, we forgot the parking pass. So we have to pay for parking, which is fine. Like, whatever. So we park the car and then we're excited to go in the concert. It's like 730. So we're like, yeah, we missed the first opener. That's totally fine. Well, the man was like, make sure you have proof of vaccination and your tickets. And we were like, you've got to be kidding me. Nobody told us that we needed our freaking vax cards. And we are all fully vaccinated. But, like, none of us had... I had pictures of my cards, but none of my sisters had pictures of their cards or their cards on them. So we were like, okay, what are we supposed to do? We're freaking out because our parents are on a plane. So we can't just call them and ask them to take pictures of our vax cards for us. And my sister Allie's vax card was lost in her car that she totaled. So it's a disaster. We can't get in the concert without our freaking vax cards. So we start texting people. We're like, hey, can you send me a picture of your Vox card? Because I don't feel bad about lying because I am fully vaxxed. All of us were fully vaxxed. So it wasn't like we were lying about being vaccinated. We just needed to get into the freaking concert. So anyways, 30 minutes of us calling around, trying to find people to send us Vox cards. We finally get them and we get in the concert. We scan the tickets and we're heading up to the suite levels and in order to be on the suite level like you have to show them your ticket again so they're like no you're on the suites and of course my phone is dead my phone is dead i'm like we've come so far for nothing but by a miracle it turned back on we got into the suite and we had to wait about five minutes until dan and shay came on so we missed the openers but we didn't miss Dan and Shay, and it was such a good concert. So, big fan. It was a funny story, but it still ended up being one of the best nights of my life. Um, okay. Next one. I had something else planned, but as I was walking around campus yesterday, uh, my mind got changed. Heelys. Like, the shoes with wheels on them. I've never owned a pair. I don't currently own a pair but I want some. And I saw, yeah, so I saw a guy wearing them around campus and he was just wheeling around. And I was like, I need Heelys. Or like, that is so dope. It just was, I don't know. It was awesome. I, if he wasn't literally holding a girl's hand, I would have proposed marriage. Anyways, okay. Let's move on to the knots this week. So the knots, we're going to start. I'm going to tell you two words 
and you tell me, or you just think about how this makes you feel or what this means to you. Nut graph. Nut graph. Okay, now I'll explain what that means. So in my journalism class, we're talking about writing like news stories and the nut graph stands for nutshell paragraph, but everyone calls it a nut graph. And if you're my professor, you pronounce it nut graph. And I didn't know what that meant when he first said it. So I was like, what the heck is a, I was like, what the hell is a nut graph? What is a nut graph? So anyways, it just doesn't roll off the tongue. It does not sound good. Let's just say like summary paragraph. So what paragraph? Wrap up paragraph. Not nut graph. Nut graph. Okay. Hate that. I've been really thinking about it for days. My next one. Falling, like biffing it in front of people. What's more embarrassing? It's like most of the time you're not even hurt, but just like the fact that like who knows what people saw and you're down for the count and people saw you go down. Like I just... If you can't tell, I had a personal experience with it this week. So I was in a class and I was already feeling triggered in that class. Like, um, just some other things, which I plan on talking about. I plan on having an episode on like mental health and body positivity and whatever. So for reasons that I will be explained in that episode, whenever it comes out, I was feeling very triggered in my class. So I was already kind of on the verge of tears, just if any, because if anybody knows, you know, if you have anxiety, like when those triggers hit, it's really hard to control. So I was going to pull it together and go to my next class. And I literally walk out of the building. There's hundreds of people out and I trip on like an acorn and I'm also in a skirt. So who knows what people saw? And I go down it felt like I was falling forever and people like helped me up and it was fine and like I dropped my umbrella like how embarrassing someone had to hand me my umbrella so I was like haha I'm just fine literally have to take off running and I barely hold it together before I get to my car and I just sob and then I didn't go to class and I went home and actually had a good night after that but it was just It was just bad. Uh, Okay. Yes. Falling in front of people. Not good. Okay. Awesome. My last hot not. My last not of the week is the who are you in love with story chains. Like, thanks for rubbing it in, besties. We get it. You're in love. Happy for you, Lottie freaking da. Like, it's so frustrating because it's just like everybody's like, who am I in love with? And they post their boyfriend or their spouse. And I'm like, come on. Thanks for rubbing it in. It just really rubs me the wrong way. I really wanted to post like a picture of myself, but then I saw other people do it and I was like, oh, people will think I'm copying and not just the original comedian that I am. So I didn't do it. Anyways, hate that. So that wraps up the hots and knots for this week. I had more, but we're just going to keep it to three this week. So I don't know if any of you watch my stories 
But I went on a mutual date this week. So for those of you who don't know, Mutual is a dating app specifically for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So it's kind of like Christian Mingle, um, but specifically for our branch of Christianity. And there are some really interesting people out there. Anyways, so I got on Mutual this week. And it's been fun, but also the worst. So, okay, before we get into that, I just have to tell about my bio. My bio on Mutual right now is the best thing I've ever come up with. And I think I need to start calling myself a comedian because of it. So my bio right now is, uh, I can bake a pie like your grandma, but I promise I won't kiss like your grandma. And I think I'm freaking hilarious because both of them are true. I'm probably not even as good of a kisser as your grandma. So in case you were thinking the other way, don't want to mess anyone up here. I'm trying to be honest. Okay. I'm trying to be candid. Okay. Anyways, back to the story. So this boy um, John from Mutual. Oh gosh, I can't. I can't with the story. So he gets my number off of Mutual. We message, gets the number. Um, and he immediately kind of like asked to hang out. And I was like, okay, I like the initiative. I liked his style of texting. And I was like, okay, I think this is gonna be good. Like, I have high hopes for this date so we he lives in west jordan it's about 30 minutes away so we decide to meet halfway at a dutch bros and i get in the car and it was an immediate no first of all he greets me with like a hey what's up and his voice was interesting it was interesting to say least i kind of like can't even remember it. I feel like I was on drugs. I don't know. So, so I get in the car and it's an immediate now. Like the guy has no personality. It takes a second for him to start talking. I'm asking him questions and it's just like the vibes are not there quite yet. So we get Dutch bros and, um, he's like, Kim, the okay, I'm thinking we're gonna go for, like, a drive. And I'm like, okay, cool, sure. So we start driving around, and his car was so hot. And I get, like, nauseous in hot cars. It's a weird thing. I have a lot of weird things with cars. Anyways, so I get so nauseous in his car. Literally about to puke, can't drink my drink. And he's like, Do you want to go like to a lookout or something? And I was like, Sure, we can go to Potato Hill. It's in Draper, it's a cute little hill. And I was like, Yes, I just need to get out of the car. So we get out of the car and we walk around, and it was like, it was fine. It wasn't like necessarily a bad date, but it was not good. And this man is not for me. He's for somebody. Somebody out there is going to love him for who he is. It's It just couldn't be me. So, uh, okay. So, we had a very similar sense of humor, but he just would take the joke too far. I was like, bestie, this is not funny anymore. Like, read the room. Because we started joking about Potato Hill 
And then next thing I know, five minutes later, we're still joking about potatoes. I'm like, okay, it's not funny anymore. I was like, oh gosh. So we're talking and I go, so this, okay. Anyways, so this story, I texted or I was texting my friends after this and I was just telling them about it. And as I was talking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh. This is the creepiest thing anyone has ever said to me. But in the moment, I was like, haha, whatever. But looking back, I'm like, mm, simply a no for me. So I tell him, he's told me he grew up in West Jordan, went to West Jordan High. And he was like, yeah, we had fights all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to witness a fight. And I know this sounds weird, but like, I've always wanted to punch someone. I don't want to be punched. I don't want to be in a fight. I just want to like punch someone. And he was like, yeah, I totally get that. I've always wanted someone else's blood on my hands. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, kill anyone. But, I don't know, you just, when you, like, break their nose and, like, the blood gets on your hands. And I was like, okay, haha, super cool and super fun. And he just kept saying, like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, frick that. COVID, frick that. Nevada frick that and also he just seemed like he didn't like anything and a little racist hate to say it I was like mm, okay um anyways I'm sure he is a great guy but he's just not for me and no I didn't even get a freaking kiss out of that I was like I just drove to Draper sat with you in your car and talked with you and you didn't even kiss me like I didn't even get a little reward and I know that I'm just kidding like I don't actually mean that but I was like okay so yeah didn't even kiss him anyways will there be a second date probably not doubt it he did though he texted me the morning after the date and was like thanks for coming it was really nice to get to know you and I was like how are you good over text and bad in person like usually it's the opposite they're really bad over text and really great in person so I just don't Anyways, that's my story. Love the guy. I'm lying. <laughs> okay, let's move on to bestie on the streets. So this week, I went to a haunted house. Yep. Um, I'm going to give... So I'm actually... I'm not going... I'm recording this on a Thursday, and I'm going tonight, like after I record this. So I will update you next week because I hate haunted houses but I I've decided that now's the time and the time is now and if I don't do it now I never will so I'm doing a haunted house and bestie on the streets um yeah bestie on the streets at the night stalkers haunted trail Hi, hello, my name is Emmy Webb and I'm your bestie on the streets correspondent. <laughs> Today we are literally in the middle of the Night Stalker Haunted Trail and I'm planning on anybody who comes to scare me, I ask them what they're being for Halloween. <laughs> that is, assuming that they can break character. Let's see how this goes. My name is Taven and I don't know what I'm dressing up for. Okay. I know, I'm late. Leah and I'm going to be Suki from Avatar. <gasps> Great one. Uh, Haley and Sally Face. I'm gonna be Sally Face. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Riley, and I'm gonna be dressing up as a regular, normal, everyday guy. Okay. I'm Shannon, and I'm gonna be Violet Evergarden. Good ones. Thanks, guys. Okay. Your turn. Oh. I'm like, put me on the podcast, and then I don't even know what to do. 
Hi, I'm McKenna Wilcock, the OG, and I am being a sister wife. My sister wife. I ASMR. This is not. This is the beginning of your life. Okay, no my name is Eli. ASMR. And I'm being your nightmare. <laughs> so, gotta love Bestie on the Streets, am I right? I never know how to end it. Do I need a theme song? No. Okay, you guys. Um... Let's let's do a little challenge check-in. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I gave everyone a challenge, and mostly myself, um, to do something out of my comfort zone every day and um, do an act of service every day. And I'm going to be honest, I've already failed, which is, I guess, out of my comfort zone. So I guess in a way, I'm kind of killing it in the challenge. But it's been, honestly, the hardest part is just remembering and making time to do it. Like, sometimes I feel like time is moving so fast and I am falling behind literally every aspect of my life. However, I will give you some of the comfort zone challenges that I did. So, obviously, I went on a mutual date. That was way out of my comfort zone. Um, I responded to every single one of my mutual matches for one day. Then I proceeded to delete the app after my date. However, I never do that. I never put myself out there. So that was kind of fun. Um, I sang at a fireside and that's not necessarily out of my comfort zone at all. But like normally when I commit to these things, I'm like, I wake up that morning. I'm like, oh, that's going to be such a time commitment. I don't have time. And I hadn't even learned the song yet. And I thought about texting her and being like, I can't come anymore. But I didn't. And I did it. And I taught myself the song. And I was really proud of myself. And then I also wore my hair up for an entire day confidently, which I never do. I hate having my hair up. I just... Well... it takes away, like, my hair hides um, insecurities in mine. So, anyway, so when I have my hair up, I feel super too vulnerable when it comes to my face. So, I'm happy I did that. Anyways, those are some things I did. I'm just going to keep it up. I'm going to keep going with this and see if it changes my life. I'll let you know. Okay. Quick treat check-in. Um, I have a new pie recipe that I'm trying out this week. Um, it is a milk bar recipe and it is a caramel, caramel, it's a caramel pumpkin ganache pie. I'm making it on actual Halloween day and if it is good, it might just go on to be my entry for the web family pie contest, which is a real thing and it happens every year and I think I've won the last couple times. I've been gone for some, but, like, every competition I've entered, I've won. So, uh okay. Anyways, quick treat check-in. So, guys, the movie Bracket. Was that fun or was it just fun for me? Because I had a blast. I love Halloween movies. I think it's so fun. Um, Okay, so the top four were Hocus Pocus... 
Charlie Brown, Beetlejuice, and Clue, which I approve of. Charlie Brown, like I said before, don't have much of an emotional connection to it, but I know a lot of people do, so I'm not super surprised by that. Um, The winner of the whole bracket was, come on, Hocus Pocus. It was Hocus Pocus up against Clue, and Hocus Pocus won. Like, who didn't see that coming? Hocus Pocus is surely the greatest Halloween movie to ever exist. And hello, they're making a sequel? I'm so excited. So everyone, thanks for playing along. I had so much fun with the movie bracket. We're going to have to do that again, maybe with like Disney movies, chick flicks, uh, 1980s campy comedy, dark dark comedies, because apparently that's my favorite genre of, mo- of film. Anyways, um, thanks for playing along. Hocus Pocus, it's amazing. Okay, let's put a nice, let's put a nice wrap up on the movie bracket. Like, I just want it to feel so, so satisfying. So, blink. Oh, that was dumb. Um, and the winner of the bracket is Hocus Pocus. That, that was also dumb. Um, thanks for being here with the movie bracket challenge. Um, no, guys, the movie bracket, it was so fun. Um, we're going to do it again. Congrats to Hocus Pocus. Come back next time. Okay, that's good enough. Okay, next thing is Halloween costumes. Can we talk about that for a minute? So Halloween costumes are really, truly my time to shine. Like, I've been subtly increasing the amount of costumes. So I started, so, you know, two every once in a while. And then 2019, I was, I had three costumes. 2020, I had four because I was like, well, I have to do one more than last year. And this year I wanted to go for five, but it just is not going to happen. Especially with Halloween on a Sunday. Like, I feel like that kind of makes it a bummer. Anyways. So, I wanted to go through my past costumes because, hello, I think they're amazing. So, 2019 was my senior year of high school. And I was, uh, me and my high school boyfriend were cops and robber, were a cop and robber. And also, I was that with my family. So, it was kind of double duty. It was kind of amazing. And then, me and my high school friend group, we were all senior citizens. So, we dressed up like old people, and it was honestly one of my favorite costumes I've ever done. Like, I had a bag full of butterscotch and strawberry candies, and I, like, handed them out to people in my classes, and I had a walker, and we were in character the whole day. It was amazing. Um, And then, also, with... My friends, Evan and Eliza, we were Clue characters because it is our favorite movie and I was Mrs. White and it was also a pretty iconic costume. So that was a good year. I was like, hmm, how do I top 2019? Well, next come my 2020 costumes. So we started with me and my high school friends were the Kardashians. So we were Chloe, Kim, Kylie, and my friend Eli was both Bruce and Caitlyn. Like one half of his body was Bruce and one half of his body was Caitlyn. And it was iconic to say the least. It was one of the greatest costumes I've ever seen. 
so then we i was daphne in the scooby-doo gang and we looked bomb and then again me evan and eliza had a costume and we were the sanderson sisters because our second favorite movie is hocus pocus i was sarah sanderson and our costumes looked like i can't get over how good my costumes were Anyways, they're amazing. I'm going to post some pictures just so everyone can bask in my glory. Okay, and then me and my sisters and my family were lions, and it was super cute. So, anyways, 2020, pretty bomb. Now, let's get into 2021, this year's costumes. So, we started this week. We had a Halloween high fitness event. So we needed a costume that we could wear and get sweaty, but also be iconic. And so me and my sisters went as white trash. So we got long white socks, wife beater tanks, and we wore short exercise shorts and put our hit our hair in hats and gave us gave ourselves facial hair. And it was genuinely I've never looked uglier, but felt better. People thought we were hilarious and it was really good my costumes coming up this week we are doing me and evan eliza is on our mission so we can't do a trio this year but we're doing a duo we're doing ginger rogers and fred astaire they are two famous tappers from the 1940s and i have this beautiful blue silk gown from a vintage store and i'm super excited about it then me and my family were being jungle cruise skippers and I'm so excited. We have little name tags that have our names on them that look like Disneyland name tags and we have cute little hats and little microphones and we're going to memorize some jokes and it's going to be really, really cute. And then my final costume this year is going to be with um, the same group that we did, Senior Citizens and Khloe Kardashian. <clears throat> we are being polygamists. So my friend Eli, the best really of us all, is going as our husband and he has a neck beard and a wide brim hat and some suspenders. And then we all found hideous dresses. Thank you, Target, for literally carrying polygamous dresses. And we're going to do French braids and have white stockings and black shoes and really be the talk of the town like it's gonna be so iconic so i'm excited for halloween i don't even know what like events i'm going to but it's gonna be fun okay you guys we're gonna end this episode this this halloween special with with some spooky stories okay so sorry if there is a difference in the sound quality apparently everybody in my family decided to come downstairs and you can hear it on the podcast however i think this might be my new recording space i'm currently in my closet is this the new recording space anyways so we're just gonna keep going so when i was in the when i was in the fourth grade my teacher would read scary stories to tell in the dark for read aloud time in October. And honestly, some of these stories scared the shit out of me. Like, I and scarred me for life. Like, 
the one about the high beams I literally every time I get in my car at night I have to check every seat and the one I'm gonna read one that really scarred me so I'm just gonna read three stories um that I picked I'm not reading um Harold Harold I think gets read a lot it definitely is the best story in the book but like it gets done a lot so I'm I'm reading some that might not get as much love as the others so I'm starting with one that really scarred me it's called wonderful sausage and after I read this story we went to cafe rio and I got a pork burrito and I almost puked and could not eat it so here we go Many years ago, in New Orleans, there was a German man named Hans Mueller and his wife who owned a sausage factory. The couple were very hardworking, but Mueller was growing tired of his wife. She had become old and wrinkled before her time, and he no longer found her attractive. So he started having affair, an affair with a younger woman. Okay, let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore the toxic masculinity that women have to look pretty to please men. We're just going to move on. It's a story from the 1800s, so it's whatever. One dark night, Hans Mueller had an argument with his wife. He lost his temper and killed her, stuffing her body into the big meat grinder in the factory. Then he ground her up into sausage meat until nothing of her was left. To keep his evil deed a secret, he told everyone that his wife had left town. Mueller mixed his new sausage meat with ground pork and then seasoned it with salt and pepper. He added some sage and thyme and a bit of garlic to give it that special flavor, and he smoked it in his smokehouse for a while. He called his recipe Mueller's Wonderful Sausage and sold it as a delicacy. There was such a high demand for this wonderful sausage that Mueller was sold out before he knew it. He started keeping an eye out for people who he could turn into tasty sausage meat. One day, a nice plump woman came into his shop. Mueller knocked her out and ground her up. Another time, a fat little boy came by. Mueller picked him up, shoved him into the grinder, and turned him into minced meat. One by one, all of the children in the town began to go missing, and so did their kittens and puppies. Nobody had any idea of what was really going on. Things went on like that for a few years, but Mueller started to get lazy. Customers began complaining about finding bits of bone and cloth in their sausages. One woman even bit into her sausage and found a gold wedding ring. His girlfriend heard the gossip and broke up with him, telling him she didn't want to see him anymore. One night, Mueller was working in the factory when he heard a mysterious thump coming from his boiler vat. Then, as he watched in horror and disbelief, the bloody ghost of his wife emerged from the grinder. Her head was crushed into a pulp. Her brains were dripping down her face and her eyeballs were hanging out. Mueller started shrieking in terror and, fed and fled from the place. The neighbors heard his screams and wanted to know what was going on. When they went into the factory, they found a stack of dead bodies piled up in the storage room, just waiting to be ground up into meat. When people saw this, they realized what had become of all the missing children and the puppies and kittens. The neighbors called the police, and when they arrived, they found Hans Mueller cowering in his factory, screaming and crying and waving a big butcher knife around. He was raving like a maniac and kept saying his wife was coming out of the sausage grinder to get him. 
Mueller spent the rest of his life in an insane asylum and eventually committed suicide. The ghost of his wife was never seen again, and neither was his wonderful sausage meat. Who? Who let us read these as kids? That is terrifying. Like, literally, who let us read these as kids? Okay, next one. So, this one is called Room for One More. Classic. This is cool. I'm on, like, a site. It's called Scary for Kids. And it actually gives, like, the background of the story. So, a lot of these stories are from, like, legends or, or, uh, I don't know. Like, this one, it says, it's based on a supposedly true ghost story from Ireland. So, who knows? Here we go. There was a young woman who had just started a new job in a large office building. She was walking to work one day when a long black hearse drove up slowly next to her, matching her pace. This made her nervous, and she anxiously watched it out of the corner of her eye. The driver leaned out the window and called to her in a deep, booming voice. Do you need a lift? She turned to look at him with and got a terrible shock. The driver's face was incredibly hideous and deformed. His skin was a deathly pale, and one of his eyes, which were noticeably higher than the other, Oh. His skin was deathly pale, and one of his eyes was noticeably higher than the other. The man pointed to the rear of the vehicle, which contained a coffin. Room for one more, he said. Frightened by this, by his bizarre appearance and unwelcome suggestion, she refused his offer of a lift. Profoundly disturbed, the woman ran down the, suite, the street until she came to an office building where she worked. For the rest of the day, she couldn't stop thinking about the strange man in the hearse and was glad when work was finally over. The woman worked up on the ninth floor, and when the elevator came, it was almost completely full. She hesitated for a moment before stepping in. "'Are you sure you don't want to come in?' asked a familiar, booming voice. "'There's room for one more.' The woman gasped. It was the hearse driver from this morning, eyeing her with his lopsided, horrible gaze." Now thoroughly spooked, the woman backed away, stuttering. Uh, I think I'll take the stairs. The hearse driver just stared at her as the doors slid closed. The woman had only taken a few steps down the stairs when she heard a chorus of screams followed by a deafening crash. She hurried downstairs and discovered the elevator cable had broken and all of the passengers aboard had plunged to a grisly death. Kind of fun. It's spooky season. We love it. Okay. My last one is called Sunday Morning. So this one is based on an old French folk tale. Cool. Okay, we love it. We love to hear it. Um, a long time ago, there was a... A long time ago, there was a young girl named Josephine who was habitually late for Sunday morning mass at her local church. She always forgot to set her alarm and wouldn't wake up in time. Finally, she got tired of her parents telling her off and decided she would never be late for Mass again. One Sunday morning, Josephine woke up at midnight. Unaware of what time it was, she thought she had overslept again and jumped out of bed. She quickly got dressed and ran out the door without ever looking at the clock. It was still dark outside, but it was usually dark at that time of year. It was very quiet, and there was nobody else on the street. The only sound she could hear was the noise of her own footsteps on the pavement as she hurried towards the church. When she heard the church bell ring, she quickened her pace and took a shortcut through the cemetery. 
She got to the church just as the service was about to begin. She found a seat and took a look around. Much to her surprise, she didn't recognize anyone. The church was filled with people she had never seen before, and they were all staring straight ahead, and an eerie silence hung over the gathering. When the priest came out to celebrate Mass, Josephine realized he was a stranger too. The priest told the con congregation to pray for the soul of a young girl named Francois, who had died the night before. Josephine was shocked. She knew Francois, and she had never even heard that the poor girl was ill. Something was radically wrong, and she began to feel uneasy. She looked around again, and as her eyes began to adjust to the dim light, she saw someone she knew. There was an old woman sitting at the back of the church. Josephine's heart sank when she remembered that the old woman had died the year before. Leaning towards the front of the church, she saw that some of the people sitting there looked very strange. Their skin seemed to be pearly white. One of them turned his head, and Josephine discovered to her horror that he was nothing but a skeleton in a suit, just a skull and some bones. This is a mass for the dead, thought Josephine. Everyone here is dead except for me. This is a specter's mass. She noticed that some of them were staring at her. Their eyes were filled with anger. It was clear to her that she had no business being there. Suddenly, she felt a tap on her shoulder. Nervously, she turned around and found her grandfather standing in the row behind her. He had been dead for three years. There was a worried look on his face. He leaned toward her and whispered into her ear. Leave right now while you still can, he hissed. You don't belong here. Josephine immediately grabbed her coat and walked toward the door. She heard hollow footsteps echoing behind her and glanced back. The dead were rising out of their seats and following her. Their faces were twisted in fury and hate. Josephine was terrified as she dashed to the door, a pack of shrieking ghosts snapping at her heels. She felt a skeletal hand grabbing at her, trying to stop her leaving. She twisted and turned, struggling to free herself from their grasp. Her coat was ripped off and her hat was snatched from her head just as she managed to slip out the door. Screaming and crying and almost out of her mind with fear, Josephine ran all the way home and told her parents what had happened. Later that day, someone came to the house holding what was left of jo Josephine's coat and hat. They had been found in the cemetery, torn to shreds. Pretty spooky. Okay. Um, I was trying to find good spooky stories for this episode, and I looked. I didn't originally want to do something from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark because I was like, I've read these books. I know these stories. I wanted to read something new. And so I got on Creepypasta. Um, don't know if I necessarily recommend. It really gave me some bad juju. Anyways, I found this one. It's called The Legend of Countess Esmeralda. And I was going to read it, but it's a little too PG-13. Uh, maybe even a little more than that. So I didn't want to read it. But Creepypasta, if you're really looking for some some bad juju... Uh, get on that site. There's some sketchy stuff on there. Okay. Okay, guys. And that wraps up this episode of Stay Hot Besties. Um, I'm so happy you guys are here again. Please subscribe, rate, review. 
um let me know what you like what you don't like also let me know do we like this style of episode where it's kind of like a bunch of different we're kind of all over the place with like hots and knots treat check-ins um store like it's kind of all over the place or do we like maybe just one like hot knot best day on the streets and then one very clear topic let me know um yeah you guys thanks for listening we'll talk next week nice to see you